0: This is a podcast from the Queen City Podcast Network. Welcome to The Things That Matter. My name is Maritza. I'm a native New Englander now living in the South, managing the business world while keeping my own mental health in check. I've always had a fascination for the brain and behavior and anything neuroscience related. The world can feel overwhelming at times, especially if you don't understand yourself. I thought I did for years before being diagnosed with anxiety and depression. I'm here to show you that you are not alone. I want to inspire you as a listener to be that empowered individual that you know lives deep down in your heart. But I will be the first one to let you know you cannot get there without working on yourself. It starts right here, right now. You can make a difference in someone's life no matter how small it seems. We need community, we need collaboration, we need people. Everyone, welcome today. Uh, today we have Ryan McLaughlin on the podcast with us. Ryan, uh, if you want to say hi, real quick.
1: Hello. Thanks for having me. <laughs>
0: You're welcome. Uh, I feel like first we'll give everyone an introduction to kind of how we know each other. You might be able to have a better story than I would, but essentially uh, we both, um, well, I used to coach fitness classes, uh, specifically body pump, along with a number of other high intensity boot camps. Um, But body pump is actually how we met Les Mills body pump. Uh, We were at one of the advanced trainings together. So I don't know if you remember that day better than I do, but it was a few years back now.
1: I think it was seven years ago now. It's all a blur because I've done so many of those things. So.
0: <laughs> yeah, and that was a great group, I would say, and I think you could attest to that too. We had some great people at that training.
1: Absolutely. We had uh, probably one of the greatest teams I've ever trained with as far as like a culmination of people and talent. Um, mm-hmm. That was probably easy in my top three of all the trainings I've done by, by far.
0: Nice, that's good. Yeah, we we did these trainings to almost advance, well, to advance our knowledge of what we were doing, but also to meet people is a great networking opportunity and to meet other instructors who are just as passionate as we were. So I'm excited to have met you, Ryan, and excited we still kept keep in touch after all these years.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, you uh, as well. You as well. <laughs>
0: thank you. Yeah. Uh, so we'll get into it. So the podcast here and the things that matter. Uh, we talk about really just real world stories and mental health and what could be affecting us all or you know individually but it's always a just an open forum to kind of talk about the things that really do matter in today's world Uh, so I want to kind of dive into just the past couple years (laughs) we can start with 2020 or go a little further back Uh, Ryan how has that been for you over the past couple years
1: well, we can go a little further back okay. than in 2020, <laughs> maybe in the last couple months of 2019. Okay. Um, so the long version, or the short version is, I was really in the best shape of my career, mentally, physically, teaching at a very, very high level. Had coming off just missed making the Les Mills U.S. Tap team of the previous winter. I was really taking some shifts and focusing on you know, some goals. And then the gym I had worked at for eight years changed mm-hmm. ownership for the second time in three years and decided to lay off a bunch of instructors, myself included, for a bunch of reasons I still don't understand to this day.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and obviously I continued teaching at another club, but it just wasn't you know, it just wasn't the same, even though I still, you know, love Body Pump, obviously, really just helping my participants reach their high shifts, and just forming connections with other instructors like yourself and Great Bonds. And that's when it really started to kind of go downhill a little bit. And then of course, the pandemic happened. And there was just so much uncertainty in our industry of, Mm -hmm. you know, are we even going to reopen? What's you know, cl- what our class is going to look like and all these other nuts and bolts. So,
0: yeah. And I guess going back, I <clears throat> just thinking about that story, I actually had, uh, wasn't exactly the same, but I had, I was working at a club actually, and they shut their doors, uh, the weekend. Oh, well, I had, a, I had taught a class on Friday and I remember hearing on social media that the gym was closing on the following Monday or, you know, basically three days later when I told my whole class I'd see that I was like I'll see you guys again next week and so excited so Mm -hmm. I know that alone I mean just kind of going back to that kind of losing losing what you think is solid and then kind of managing from that how how was that I guess initially when when that happened
1: honestly it was it was kind of a shock wave because you know I had gone in you know to teach my CX works class and the outgoing owner, you know, called me upstairs and kind of gave me the bad news. And mm-hmm. one of my, you know, closest friends, who was one of my, has been one of my regulars probably since the beginning of 2015. So quite a while. You know, she's waiting outside the studio and notices I'm not myself and was just kind of you know, what's up? Are you okay? And et cetera, et cetera. And I was just like, I just don't want to get into it right now because we had class in literally five minutes. You know. Yeah. And uh, we'll just talk about it, you know, privately after because I didn't want to say anything in front of the members Mm -hmm. because it was obviously still a new thing and so forth. But it really just struck, you know, a chord because that club was a big part of my life. A lot of my closest friends met and I met there. A lot of great memories teaching there. But so.
0: Yeah. And how, I guess, how did you cope initially when that happened? What did you find was helpful?
1: Just honestly just trying to stick with my programs and stick with the workouts because mm-hmm. I still had a spot to teach so that was a little helpful and also relying on my circle and those closest to me for support because again, mm-hmm. you know, it was you know not not an easy time at all and I'm sure you can relate having been through that same kind of scenario. But to have it It, happen, like, right before class I was going to teach, that was kind of – that was kind of like a piano on the back in a sense.
0: Yeah. It almost feels like part of your identity is just taken away. You're like, that was me for years. Like, what do I do now?
1: (laughs) It really was. It really was. And it really started to become mentally taxing. Like, Mm -hmm. it kind of started – like, when I went to Los Angeles to be on Wheel of Fortune a couple months later, that's when it really started to just – build and build and build Mm -hmm. and you know then when COVID happened and all the uncertainty happened, it was like, okay, now it feels like it's totally taken away for for this reason, that reason, and you know, you know, so forth. So um I
0: I, that completely reminded me you were on Wheel of Fortune. I feel like that was so long ago now that I'm like, oh wow, so cool.
1: How three years. That?
0: <laughs> yeah. So everyone can find that episode still, I assume, Ryan, is that still out there? It's probably on
1: YouTube somewhere. I have no idea.
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, yeah. So it does, you know, I think support also helped me like friends, having friends there and then remembering, you know, coaching is one aspect, but you still need to focus on your wellness and your own fitness goals. And I think, um, you know, as you said, staying true to the gym and staying there with the gym is is very important still. So stay staying true to your own workouts and still working on your your own health and wellness is important.
1: Absolutely. And that's what Um, I found to be the most challenging during COVID because, you mm -hmm. know, I did buy, you know, a smart bar set because, you know, Maine had probably the tightest COVID restrictions in the country or one Mm -hmm. of. So, you know, I knew I was gonna be not in the studio for several months so yeah. you know the most logistical thing to do was just use my smart bar set as smartly as I could you know I've been mm-hmm. in the industry for a lot of years I'm a veteran so I would call up you know FaceTime other instructors and we would practice you know you teach five I teach five just That's so awesome. we can keep our <laughs> our coaching fresh you know I would yeah. do wait for style stuff but just not being in the studio in front of my members just started to be a little taxing too. And it kind of like – it didn't help my anxiety really, just being mm-hmm. stuck at home and not being able to do much of anything, even though I understand understood why we had to be because, yeah. you know, COVID was a very serious thing. But
0: Was that the first time you really had any anxiety or what feelings of that or had you felt that before?
1: I'd had it before, but it wasn't as – you know bad i, I got ner- i would get nervous about certain things but mm-hmm. that was really the first time where it really started to like get bad to the point where like i had trouble you know sleeping and so forth at times and i would just you know rant to my friends about just rant about just whatever and emotions would pour out and mm-hmm. all that and you know, it was just mentally exhaust and even when we did reopen, participants didn't obviously come back right away. Yeah. Like it took about about a month and a half before I even had one or two people in a body pump class. Just because mm-hmm. working at a Y, there's you know, your member base is a little more senior oriented, so they're playing it a little more cautious. And we were doing classes outside in the summer and mm-hmm. I don't yeah. like working out when it's hot out. Um yeah. I have <laughs> You know, I I had a mild heat stroke when I was 20, so that really affects my system some. So I wasn't a huge fan of it, but it was what it was.
0: Yeah, I will say I'm still – I feel like I'm still a Northeasterner at heart because I mm -hmm. will work out in the summer outside, but it's definitely not preferred. I'd rather be working out in the cold temperatures.
1: I hear you. And to be honest with you, like just going to work at the Y and setting up, clocking in and just seeing nobody show up. That was part Mm -hmm. of that, too. It was just it was just like, okay, like I understood why, because, you know, we're in the middle of a pandemic. But it was just like, okay, you know, this kind of is like a knife in the heart right now.
0: Yeah. And the interesting thing going a little bit back to what you said. The interesting thing about anxiety is it can be started by what we think about, so our thoughts, but it also can be reactions to our environment. So that almost seems twofold. You know, you're going through all these thoughts of probably your career at that time too. Um, uncertainty And certainty in that. And then you're going through that connection, you're losing your connection with your members and losing your connection to what felt like home in a sense. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So a little bit of both. I know it's been, I know for me, I went home to see my family uh, because I was furloughed for my job and I was there. And obviously they're a little bit older, so I wasn't Mm -hmm. trying to go to the gym or I was trying to stay home as much as possible and protect them. So I know my Mm -hmm. workouts changed a lot. It changed from using heavy weights at the gym to going down to, you know, basic weights, but, um, I had to do something to keep fit and, but yeah, it's definitely been, and I've, you probably could say the same. It's definitely been a challenge from that point to now, even to get back to where you felt like you were kind of in your best shape or, you know, living your best life in a sense. (laughs) So I guess, yeah, how do you feel? Yeah, go ahead. (laughs) No,
1: you're good. It really honestly has been because, you know, in the probably in the winter of 2021 into early 22 is when we really started to pick up steam mm-hmm. or sorry the winter 20 into 21 but we could only have 10 participants per class and we were doing body pump in a basketball gym because mm-hmm. our studio was you know it was, it's big but not <clears throat> not big enough where you could properly you know social distance and you know so on and so forth because again we had tight mandates, which, you know, I understood and was very supportive of from day one, especially having, you know, a young child and a partner Mm -hmm. who's in the healthcare industry and, you know, older, older parents and all that. And when we finally, but that all started to weigh, you know, as well, not being able to see certain family members because I was trying to protect them and so forth. Mm -hmm. And... Some of my closer friends had moved on from Les Mills to Orange Theory, which is a okay. fantastic organization. And mm-hmm. it's one that, um, you know, I want to coach at in, mm-hmm. by the end of this year. Uh, that's the goal I have right now. And I told maybe one person in the spring of 2021, you know, mm-hmm. I'm just over Les Mills. Like, I love Les Mills to death. Body pumps my baby. But I'm yeah. just depressed, depressed over teaching it. Yeah. Um,
0: Well, you said at one point you were teaching so many classes, right? It just was a lot. Yes, I was teaching two
1: back-to-backs.
0: Yeah, and for everyone that doesn't know, um, Body Pump is one of those classes where you get up in front of everyone and you're doing the entire class, and it's – barbell training. So it's based on higher reps, lighter weight, but it is still, I mean, you're going through full body, a full body workout, the whole class. So imagine, you know, 50 minutes to an hour of that. <laughs>
1: yeah. It's
0: intense. It's a lot of the is. body.
1: It is. And it was a lot mentally too, like as mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. There's
0: choreography. So you have to remember all mm-hmm. the choreography. And then if you were, I'm sure were very similar, I always tried to change up the choreography. So I'd teach yeah. you know, this version or these tracks and mix with these tracks. And so I wanted my class to always have a fresh new class. But that was, I mean, that took time in the beginning of the week, but I just wanted to do it all. So yeah, it was a lot. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I told uh, probably one person who I'm super close to, you know, I want to eventually get done and pursue orange theory. And yeah. I said that in the spring of 21. And um, my thought was, I would do it now. But we had just fully reopened as far as like no social distancing. Mm -hmm. You know, we could take our masks off at the gym and all that. And, you know, I wanted to see that through for at least, you know, one full year up until the following spring. And, And but otherwise, I would have been doing what I'm doing now a year and a half ago. And then I eventually resigned last spring because, you know, enough was enough. And mm-hmm. it re- my anxiety was the worst of the worst last year. Um, yeah. What were you like?
0: Came- well, yeah, I was going to ask, well, what was that moment or what did you feel like in that situation?
1: Just helpless, just mentally exhausted. Um, mm-hmm. I was teaching, you know, at a high level, like I had been my whole career, but it just, I just didn't feel that zest to get up and, you know, go to the studio and put on my mic and, mm-hmm. you know, and the friend I told you about who's been one of my regulars for years, like I think in early, late January, early February, she was starting to, because she's like my sister,
0: yeah, she was
1: starting to notice it and then. In February, early February, my grandmother passed away, and then my son got COVID, literally 48 hours apart. And wow,
0: yeah.
1: that's just when I it was about at about here, mm-hmm. and that just made it way worse. And I thought about putting my two weeks in for so long, but like I wanted to ride up, but I just was, I just didn't know how. Then yeah. I was at my sister's wedding in New York in April, and. I just looked comp- completely taxed and <laughs> I looked at my other sister and said, like, as soon as we, as soon as I get back on like literally the next Monday, I'm giving them my notice that I'm going to be done mm-hmm. early June. Cause I'm just done.
0: Yeah. Well, this is like, so I guess had it not been, I wonder if it, I mean, I wonder if it hadn't been for COVID or for all of this that you may not have changed. Like, Um, I'm just thinking, I don't know. I mean, you could have got to the point where it was just a little bit of too much of everything, but it's interesting that you're Mm -hmm. making moves now. And I feel like obviously you're headed in the right direction. You're excited about this. And so it almost pivoted what you do. I mean, obviously you're still doing something with fitness, which is great, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. but different classes that might be better for what you need in your life.
1: I think so. And Mm -hmm. um, just hearing about that format, you know, because, you know, one of my other closest friends is a head coach and a regional trainer in Alabama. And I actually uh-huh. just went to visit to visit her last month and, you know, yeah. take some classes, you know, with her and some of um, her coworkers down there. And that was a huge part of what revitalized me. Like, you know, yeah. I've been taking, you know, Orange Theory classes in Portland, especially after hearing my hometown was going to get. A studio, yeah, which is I very started,
0: exciting. <laughs> I started
1: taking the steps to recertify with AFAA because they rec- OTF requires that you have at least one of those certs before they can even send you to coach training. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So uh, that's really the next step in addition to continuing to take classes down here. Um, mm-hmm. The format just fits with my style of coaching, which is connection mm-hmm. and just you know, timing, you know, be getting people to just be the best version of themselves. Um, yes.
0: <laughs> love all and of a, that.
1: <laughs> and as a coach, you're not doing the workout with the members. Um, yeah. So I don't know how familiar you guys are with Orange Theory, but it's more of a franchisee. So mm-hmm. you get to your studio and they ask you, do you want to start on the rower or the treadmill? So half of your class is on the treadmill to start and half is on the rower or the weight floor. And then you mm-hmm. obviously switch up when you're halfway home. So as a coach, you really have to be on point, precise, and really find that connection. And that's really, you know, I love Body Pump to death, but that's the <laughs> format I want to pursue.
0: Yeah, going forward. I, yeah, I mean, I only left Body Pump because well, the gym closed, and I was going to take a break and write a book, which is written, but it's just not published. But um, there's a lot of other <laughs> factors, and, and, and I'm you know doing a lot of things on the side, and I've kind of dedicated all my focus towards those things, but. Um, right. I loved, obviously, Body Pump because of all the – class, just the coaching aspect, but also um, the results. I think I got mm-hmm. amazing results as a participant and coach uh, teaching it. So Absolutely. I definitely love that. But I could see, um, obviously, the value in different fitness programs and um, Orange Theory. I know a lot of coaches that have come from there and started their own thing. So I've seen mm-hmm. Orange Theory and how great it is. Yeah,
1: A lot of Les Mills coaches have – shifted towards that. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a few head coaches I know who actually started with, you know, Les Mills programs and moved uh, on to Orange Theory eventually, because again, it's a, you know, it's a wonderful organization. They care Mm -hmm. about their members, their coaches and, you know, and it's going to be a huge hit for my market because, you know, where my hometown is, it's 15 minutes from the university of Maine is another small university five minutes from where the studio is going to be located Mm -hmm. you know great location off I-95 and all that so I really think it's going to do super well and my goal is to be the head coach the head fitness coach when that studio opens probably sometime next winter
0: yeah we still so in the meantime I guess what are you doing for your own health what what's important right now
1: so a few things, um, I try to write down what I'm grateful for and blessed for every day, whether it's, you know, people in my life, whether it's, you know, the workout I just did, you know, just a variety of things. Cause I'm a journalist as well. And writing is my other therapy. I wound up hiring a personal trainer. Her name's Mackenzie. She's from, uh, Sarasota. Okay. Um, it's actually it's actually Mackenzie McKee from Teen Mom. We followed each yeah. other on social <laughs> media for you know a few years, and she mentioned she was taking on new clients. So mm-hmm. you know, I sometimes even us trainers need a trainer. And yes, I've been a... there
0: before. So accountability is key. That's what I tell everyone. Sometimes you just yeah. need an accountability friend.
1: <laughs> and basically, shifting my workouts centered towards what we do at OTF. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'll do body pump as a workout at home once in a while. Like, if, say if I need to, you know, hammer out something in thirty minutes before church on a Sunday, something yeah. like like that. And the other thing is just um, using fitness as a way to cope. Like if mm-hmm. I'm, like if things aren't going great, because I used to turn to other things that yeah. weren't really as empowering. Mm-hmm. Whether it's you know just banging out a workout or. Maybe just going for, just putting on my earbuds and just going for a walk for 15, 20 minutes on my lunch break or whatever. Or again, just trying to journal and write down what I'm blessed for and who I'm blessed for. Um, Yeah. No, it's really good.
0: I, I love the, the gratitude thing, especially. I mean, all of those things are super helpful. I have a gratitude app that you just write down a few things every night or every day that you're grateful for. And I mean, I say stick to a certain number. You know, I put three things down mm-hmm. and it's just, it reminds you how thankful you are of things in your life and all
1: that you can yeah. appreciate. And the friend I go to church with, sometimes she'll send me devotionals to look at mm-hmm. and she actually sent me one last week that was on Super Bowl day. That was kind of football centric, which, you know, oh. you and I love the game, so I thought that yes. was I thought that was pretty I thought that was a pretty good read. I got a really good kick out of that and Yeah.
0: I feel like was... we need to tell everyone Patriots fans out there that we're Patriots mm-hmm. fans. Absolutely.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we'll so be there. Everyone's,
0: everyone's heard it first here. I'm from I'm born, you know, born and raised in Massachusetts for the most part, so <laughs>
1: Former season ticket holder here too. Yeah. One season. Yes. <laughs> back in 09, I think it was. <laughs>
0: yes. Nice. <laughs> what were you yeah. going to say? We will be. Uh...
1: <laughs> we will be back.
0: Yes, yes, yes. We
1: will be back. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Those are all really good things. All very mm-hmm. important. And, Absolutely. you know, there's so much science behind exercise and how it helps. I mean, it not only can help with you know, help for de- depression, anxiety, and just creating all those happy chemicals that we need and uplifting our mood, but it decreases stress. It can. It, you, it can increase like self-esteem and confidence mm-hmm. and it's been proven to get, have better yeah. sleep. And then, um, I think like boosting brain cells too, it just studies show that cardiovascular exercise can create new brain cells, yeah. which is just, I mean, there's so many benefits to fitness. Yeah. Yeah, and I think uh, – I i will say, I, I don't know if this holds true to you too, but I feel like the times when I get anxious or get in just not the greatest state, those are the times when I w- don't want to do it. But I have mm-hmm. to tell myself mentally, like, this is what you need in those moments. Absolutely. And so I almost have to just remind myself, like, hey – I know you don't want to go right now because you're not feeling it, but you have to be there because this is gonna. This is what you need in your life to help with your wellness, to help with your your mentality about everything. So,
1: and I think frankly, it's important
0: that, to realize. Oh, go ahead.
1: <laughs> no, you're good. Sorry. And frankly, that was me the other day because it was mm-hmm. kind of a rough, you know, day. Because you know, I commute two hours for my job sometimes, yeah, and. That's tough. You know, Wednesday we were overstaffed, so I had to turn around and go home after only an hour and a half on the sales floor, which was pretty frustrating. And
0: mm-hmm.
1: honestly, because that, you know, throws off my whole nutrition plan and eating plan, it just throws it for a roller coaster and so forth. I didn't really want to go work out when I got back, but I told myself, yes. you, know, you've, you know, you're getting back at 3 p.m. as opposed to 7 p.m. You've got some time, just go knock it out. And as mm-hmm. challenging as it was as, and you know I felt a little nauseous after I was you know done, which happens so sometimes um it just felt a little better, and I was able to and you talked about sleeping better too, mm-hmm. like I think knowing when you want to wake up to the gym at seven eight o'clock in the morning that kind of tells you like you know, you know don't stay up till midnight and like Drink a bunch of vodka sodas and stuff like yeah. that. You know what I mean? No, <laughs> it truly,
0: you, it makes you yes. a little bit more responsible. You're like, I have to, I have to be up. I have to hold myself accountable. Um, this is especially, this is what I can't do at night, <laughs> all the especially, time. Especially
1: as <laughs> especially as a parent, because like mm-hmm. raising a six year old is, I won't lie to you, it's stressful, and yeah. like sometimes you. You're just like, oh, daddy needs a drink, or mama <laughs> needs wine, and this and that, and you know, so forth. And you know, this day and age, like it's only if I'm out, or if there's like a really big game on, or something like that. Yeah. that's how I try to stay, you know, disciplined. Like even on, like even on Super Bowl Sunday, for instance, I knew I was going to be having a few cold ones and mm-hmm. some like hot dogs and stuff like that. So I made sure, like, to still get my macros and. Follow my nutrition plan (laughs) and try to stay. And I feel like that time away from teaching this time away from teaching has just made me way more disciplined. And honestly, like mentally, I just feel so much better, so much healthier and just ready to be back in the studio when that opportunity comes. And right now it's, and right now it's just about getting my body ready, you know, getting my speed back trying to lose a little bit of the COVID weight that I gained in 2020, which I'm actually off to a good start with. I've lost five pounds, five pounds since I've been on Mackenzie's plan.
0: Congratulations. Um, Thank
1: you. It's kind of centered towards, you know, consistency in the weight room and following up the weight room stuff with, you know, 20 minutes of good steady cardio, whether it's on the stepper, whether it's sprints or whether it's rowing. Mm -hmm. So,
0: and and I think there's, you know, something you said it's, okay to take a break. And I think people, you know, get worried that if they take a break, everything, you know, it's not going to be the same or everything, but I think it's okay. It's okay to take like a mental rest or a break from something because it almost makes you appreciate it more or see the value in it. Absolutely.
1: Mm -hmm. And when I told my, my best friend who is, um, you know, OTF head coach that, Mm -hmm. you know, I was, you know, getting done with pump, she, she saw it coming. She saw how unhappy I was, how exhausted yeah. I was, you know, sometimes like when you, like when you care about somebody, like when they're like a, you have like a brother, sister relationship, mm-hmm. you know, with, in that fashion, you just, you just see it and you understand it. And like, you want to be, want to be there for them. And I'm blessed to have people in my life who have done that for me and I've reciprocated that for them. Cause it's been a lot, a big grind the last two and a half, three years, but I think, um, where I'm at right now, just physically, mentally, and, you know, anxiety never goes away. Mm -hmm. I won't lie.
0: And I think that's something also very important to note because Mm -hmm. a lot of, I think not, not everyone, but some people might think, you know, there's fixes for everything and, It'll there just isn't. be done one night, yeah. And it's—I've seen that in my own life. Like anxiety doesn't go away. There's certain circumstances and situations that'll heighten it and make mm-hmm. you realize, make you scared again. But it's fine. It's a process, and yeah. that's where friends help, people help, and knowing this stuff is is key. Knowing what and, triggers you.
1: And that's what happened to me when I was trying to fly back from Alabama because mm-hmm. I had to take a red-eye home because of a really bad snowstorm that we were getting the following day and my flight just kept getting delayed and delayed and I was literally almost on the verge of an anxiety attack because I was like am I gonna be able to make it home because like my connection was literally super super tight Mm -hmm. and that storm was that bad where I probably would have been stuck in DC half like half a day or at least a full day
0: yeah
1: and like I literally just put my music on and just tried to breathe and, you know, like you and I, last time we talked, we talked about church and stuff and our faith. Mm -hmm. And I literally just tried to think, okay, like the man upstairs will find a way. And I listened to this song called Faith Foundation. I just thought of that. And, you know, I was home, albeit at like two in the morning and in my bed, yeah. And not in a hotel room or at my brother's house. <laughs> so, like, he just found a way. And, like, mm-hmm. you know, that anxiety only lasted a few minutes. Thankfully, there was no one close to me because yeah. I was on the verge of tears. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. It's okay to you... cry
0: sometimes. It really is. Yeah.
1: Because, <laughs> like, when you have a child, and you'll understand this if you have kids someday, like, yeah. you know, when you have a child, you just want to get home, especially after being away for a few days. Yeah. You know, Aww. so
0: <laughs> yeah. But was, you, you know, it seems like you processed everything, and we're very aware, which is really nice to to be aware at least of the circumstances and what could happen. Absolutely,
1: and, and because that because being in the sales industry, like there's it's winter. There's just nothing you can do about it, you know. Mm-hmm. And you know, nobody harassed the gate agent because I'm as you and I know you go you get nowhere just being you know yeah. <laughs> mean to people who are behind the counters and so forth cuz they can't control the weather they can't control aircraft mm. maintenance and as you and I know they can't control if they don't have your car <laughs> so, <laughs> no
0: uh, yeah <laughs> um
1: but uh you know it was what it was you know i got home and was able to meet ma- and Like, honestly, that trip, it's still surreal that it happened because me and Ash had been friends for four and a half years. Mm -hmm. We were both Les Mills instructors, of course, at the time, and Mm -hmm. we had never, like, met in person until last month. Oh, wow. And just, uh, you know, she's a rock star coach, just getting to take, you know, her classes and, you know, connect with her and her family and so Mm -hmm. forth and, you know, her At her studio and the other studios down there, I think if my OTF goals happen, that's going to be a monumental part of it because it was really part of what revitalized me, in
0: a sense. And you you need change sometimes for that. I think everyone's scared of change at times, but change Mm -hmm. is good. Change can open new opportunities, and it can
1: absolutely it it
0: can um I form new friendships too and create new relationships, which is huge. Absolutely. Um, You know, I tell people all the time, there's some situations where if I maybe never did that or never worked at that place or never, you know, it just, it wouldn't have happened and I wouldn't have met those people or wouldn't have had those experiences. So sometimes it's great to take a leap of faith there.
1: (laughs) And that's exactly how, yeah. And that's how I feel at this time. And Mm -hmm. really the events at the end of 2019 and start of 2020, I'm just really at peace with them now because, you know, they happened, they were a part of you know, what's made me stronger today, mm-hmm. you know, because if all this does happen and there's a long, long way to go, um, mm-hmm. you know, I'm going to look back on that with just pride and just empowerment that I overcame all that. And mm-hmm. I'm already super proud of where I'm at right now, even though, you know, I'm struggling to pass that test because I'm not the best test taker in the world. <laughs> Let's be real it about happens.
0: that. Yeah, it happens. <laughs> but
1: yeah, you're a lot of. Confused, a lot of kinesiology stuff on those things. I wasn't the best <laughs> science student, but, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> Some really great instructors. It took them a few times to pass it. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's nothing foreign. I'm just honestly, when I think about it, I'm just really grateful that all that happened, mm-hmm. if that makes sense, because it yeah, really. It's
0: great. Yeah, it's great to hear that, too. Like you've, you've really looked at it from a brighter perspective, because you could look at it from two different, very different perspectives. It's yeah and familiar. i t- and I
1: try to think of things in the positive context, especially mm-hmm. you know when my grandmother passed, when my anxiety really started to go all over the place, like mm-hmm. you know it was devastating, but I looked at it at the fact like I had my grandmother for thirty almost thirty seven years, and not a lot of people can say that
0: yeah, that's a blessing it, it was,
1: really is. and she had been sick for quite a while too, so
0: mm-hmm. So wrapping everything up, uh, my the, obviously the goal of this is to hear other people's stories like yours, Ryan, and just hear how people are managing everything. I mean, we all have lives aside from all the things we do. You know, we're managing relationships, we're you know uh, working, uh, managing bills. There's there's lots of things. Mm-hmm. But what if there's any, I guess, last last pieces of advice or things you'd want to tell the listeners? What would you say, Ryan?
1: Just don't be afraid to be vulnerable and open up. Like it's so easy to be closed off and private, especially with your circle. Just try to be brave, try to break down those walls. And if you, and especially for my friends in the fitness industry, mm-hmm. if you need that time away for a few months, don't be afraid to take it. At the end of the day, your boss will understand and your members will understand. I literally had a, an old friend who was a member text me the other night and say like we miss you very very much but we're even happier that you took care of yourself and you're better now because so don't be afraid to just you know let your let your guard down it's easy mm-hmm. to keep it up it's hard to let it down but just uh, we talk about a lot with Les Mills be brave like mm-hmm. that's a huge part of what we do as coaches so don't be afraid to you know, be brave and just keep changing the world in so many factors, because I feel like getting the message out there like this will change the world. Cause yeah. so many instructors, I know during the pandemic struggled with so many things as well. Mm-hmm. So if we can just um, keep one foot in front of the other and just be 1% yeah. better than the previous day, we're just going to keep rocking. It. So just I hang strong. <laughs> yes. Yes.
0: Well, thank you. You have no idea how much I appreciate you being on this and and talking to people and just sharing your story too. Thank you for all that.
1: Well, I appreciate you having me.
0: Thanks for joining in. Remember to subscribe, stay connected, and follow me on Instagram at Mari Mari Burr and follow this podcast online at the Things That Matter dot Me. The Things That Matter podcast is produced in cooperation with Balto Creative Media and the Queen City Podcast Network. It is recorded at the Queen City Podcast Network studios in Uptown Charlotte.
1: QueenCityPodcastNetwork.com.